It's time for PG Spoilers at ProvenGamer.com. This show is raw and unedited and contains spoilers. So if you're a little bitch, turn it off now. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of PG Spoilers. <clears throat> I am your host, Tricky Mick, and with me is a plethora of people. Let's go from my Skype chat from left to right. Let's just introduce you guys. As I call out your name, just tell us who you are and how the gaming community would know you. Let's start off with Black Chaos 903. Yes, Black Chaos 903. That's it on Twitter. Um... That's my Xbox Live profile. That is my PS3 profile. You can find me on either one of those. 25 hours a day, 8 days a week. That's a lot of freaking gaming. Yes. Alright, next with us is PG Brat. Okay, she's not here. She Okay, she says she can't talk yet. Her mic is having way too much feedback. Alright, so let's just move on for right now. Alex. Hi. My name is Alex. You might know me from the Gamers Garage, Floor's Lava, and other Would You Kindly shenanigans. And I used to be the former co-host. Used to be the former. I am the former co-host of the Trophy Horse podcast. Until we fired you and brought along Yield. I still don't know if that's an upgrade or not. But anyway, <laughs> I am the fourth chair of the Game Turk podcast the third chair of the Trophy Horse podcast, and I am chasing down Tricky's platinum count. Alright, hold on, Yield. I gotta say, you're not the third chair. Clearly, Donnie is number one. You're number two, and well... Ah, okay. We all, we all know what that leaves at number three. <laughs> and also with us is Larry. Hi. Um, you might know me on Xbox, uh, Dark Chocolate with a Space... Um, I'm just really some guy that loves game. I don't really have a spot. Alright, and next with us is Lou. Hey, I'm, uh, you know me as a writer on Proven Gamer, Louis22. Um, I guess I'm still the oldest surviving member, writer of the website. Uh, Everyone else. <laughs> still there. <laughs> yeah, maybe you get an article out soon, huh? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, you've heard him on Trophy Horse. It's Crash. Uh, I'm the co-owner of WoodyKindly.com and founder of the Gamers Garage podcast. Alex was not fired from Trophy Horse. He was upgraded to WoodyKindly.com. Thank you very much. Woo! Well, see, okay, we're not even going to get into that. (laughs) Because that's not what this show was about. What this show is about. Oh, hey, no hard feelings. I have no hard feelings. Just because they stole your man. No, no, no. No hard feelings. No, no, no. See, I... I, oh, I, I, I don't trip while you backpedal. I, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I I gave birth to Alex as a podcaster. I groomed him, and I sent him off to the wild. <laughs> so he could, oh, excuse me. So he oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you groomed him. So he, which, which, who did you mate with to birth me on a podcast? Tommy. I'm not even half Whoa. black. Whoa, you're Tricky and Donnie's love child? Man. I thought you were going to say Candace. And I still, <laughs> and I still turned out all, all right, even after being a, the love child of Tricky and Donnie. And, and there's nothing but love for Trophy Horse over here on Woody Kindly's side. You know, it's, it's kind of a joke, especially considering I killed off Tricky, like, what, three times in my guest appearances now? You didn't, you didn't even fucking meet him, and you killed him. Yeah, like three times. Yes. 
I, I, I still, I, I still gotta have a conversation with you about how uh, Staten Island did not have a good hurricane. No, I said hurricane plan. <laughs> All right, let, let's get to the reason that we're here today. <coughs> Bless you. Uh, <laughs> if you guys hear old noises like that, just remember this is an uncensored and unedited podcast, so you will be hearing sounds like that all through. The reason we're here is because we, uh, here at Proving Gamer, we normally do a show for the E3 press conferences. We did one for the Sony one. We never got around to doing one for Microsoft, but being with the news that just came out and the reason that we're here, we decided to forego the E3 press conference show and just do a massive show right now. Starting off with E3, uh, they they came out with, they showed us the games and whatnot, but the biggest thing and the reason we're here is the whole issue with the DRM. It started out saying that you could not trade your games, you could not sell your games. Uh, if you had anybody that's on your console... You, you could let anybody play on your console, and as long as they were under the family plan, uh, if you wanted to go to your friend's house, you could play your disc-based game on their system, but it was, had to be under your account, and if they wanted to play it on their account with your disc, they had to pay a fee. Uh, they never mentioned how much that fee was, am I, unless somebody heard how much that fee was going to be. By everybody's silence, I'm going to say no. Nope. And this caused a lot of... Uh, Flack and everybody was up in arms and they were just going basically apeshit about this whole entire thing. And it got to the point where I read reports that GameStop actually stopped selling pre-orders for the Xbox One. We can speculate about why that was. My opinion is, is I think because they realized they weren't going to make no money off the console. So they said, why are we going to sell it? And here in the last day or so. Microsoft has kind of flip-flopped and said, okay, we listened to the gamers, and we're going to let everybody uh, do exactly what they were doing on the 360. Uh, we're not going to have the DRM policies we had and whatnot. No, they didn't listen to the gamers. They listened to the pocketbook. Well, the investors. I, I'm, I'm being politically correct and saying what Microsoft said. Uh, screw it, Microsoft. They read between the lines. They listened to their pocketbook. Well, that's Sony was stomping a mud hole in them and pre-orders. They realized they were going to use a crap ton of money, and they tripped as they were backpedaling. Okay, so the reason we're here is to talk about how Microsoft flip-flopped in what they were going to do, and I basically what I'm here and this uh, at this point, this is the only question I'm going to pose. As far as the conversation starter, do you guys, and I'm going to go one by one, do you guys think that Microsoft flip-flopped because of their pocketbooks, the gamers, or both? And we're going to start from, we, I'm going to start from my right to the left. Crash, what do you think? Well, uh, I would have to say both. A lot of people out there are saying, oh, it's the loud majority well, I don't really believe that because it's Microsoft. It's got to be a big majority if you're going to backpedal. And also, at the same time, investors saw the pre-order numbers. How many phone calls had to have been coming into Microsoft going, what the fuck are you doing? And, well, put two and two together. I mean, uproar, investors pissed off, especially the investors pissed off. 
I think that would probably be the big thing about everything, and they're backpedaling. And now you have no DRM. Or, well, it's going to be the same as it was before, just up to publishers and developers. All right, Lou? Um, I think it's a little bit of both, but I'm going to lean more towards uh, that they're going to lose money off it. Because uh, bottom line is it's a huge company. If they're going to upset some gamers, they're not going to really care as much as when they lose money. But that's my opinion, obviously, but... All right. Larry. I think that they were just kind of sorry. No, they, good. They think they were just thinking a little too internally about how they're going to handle all this stuff. They didn't think about what PlayStation was doing or Sony was doing or Nintendo, and they kind of edged out into this new area, and everyone just blew up about it. All right. What about you, Larry? Um, I don't know much about the. Uh pre-sales, like, uh, reserving-wise, but I would have to say that this huge hate train cultivated and then Sony was just like, hey, you know, we're really good at making fun of people. And so they just <laughs> added that in. <laughs> and, like, condoned the uh, hate train, and then it just, Microsoft, even in the E3, they complained about how many people are just complaining, complaining, complaining on the internet. I think it just has to do with hate, and mostly the hate train. All right. Yield? I'll say they listen to their pocketbook. Microsoft has never listened to gamers. I mean, if that were the case, then they would have been having a whole bunch more exclusives during the 360 generation instead of trying to do it now. They've always been about putting the screws to the consumer any way they can make a dollar. And then Sony comes out, and at the end of their press conference just went, yeah, we'll do used games. You want to sell it the day you buy it? Go right ahead. We're fine with that. And it just, I mean, they just smacked Microsoft all over the place with <laughs> what they were going to allow people to do and allowing the indie devs and all that. And Microsoft either had to try to put a positive spin on this, which is what they should have done before E3, or they could have continued to plow ahead. Uh, you would have had your loyalists that would have bought it no matter what, but the mass, vast majority of us own multiple consoles, and that's what they need. And they were most people who own multiple consoles was already saying, well, screw Microsoft, I'll just stick with Sony. All right. Alex? I uh, think thinking it will to go off of what Yield said when he said that Microsoft has screwed gamers to just put money in their pockets. Uh, that I immediately thought of their proprietary hard drives, um, just off there, off the top of my head. Um, but I don't believe for a second that large uh, consumer electronics companies really care about what we think. As long as we're putting money in their pockets, why the why the hell do they have any reason to care for upset or not? I think there have been instances where people, where companies like Sony have you know done you know what right by gamers and maybe put out a certain game that we really wanted to like um, Twisted Metal. They went back and made Twisted Metal. They made Sly Cooper. Um, you see you know Killer Instinct come back from Microsoft. I think there are instances when they can listen to gamers, um, but I think it's because they think they can you know not because Maybe they want to give us what we want, but they can make money off it. Um, and I have to wonder. So I'm saying that you know the stock, their stock dropped as soon as they announced the Xbox One. 
um, and they've just gotten continuous bad press. I think it's a combination of everything: the bad press, um, the fact that you know people have been bitching so much, but you know, and the fact that you know people have been bitching so much leads into the fact that they're going to lose money. So it's all kind of tied together. Um, Sony's kicking their ass in pre-orders, you know. So I mean, they had very good reason to change their stance. I have to wonder though if they put this out there as kind of a little like bait to see what our reactions would be because obviously this stuff is not integral to the hardware because a lot of time you know the, when I talked about this with some friends it's like so do you think they're going to reverse their position it's like and you know people said no there's no way they can it's integral to the system obviously it's not this DRM stuff and all that's not integral to the system it's not you know they can't you know they're not past the point of no return so I have to wonder if they bait, dangled this out in front of us to see how we would take it and you know go forward if we were like if we basically let them walk over us or you know take it out if worse came to worse oh no i right there right there i completely agree with you it was dangled out because like you like you said they said oh it's an integral part of it and they stated that multiple multiple times before they uh 180 all right uh just moving on so we can get everybody's opinion uh brat what about you can you actually hear me now? yeah we can actually hear you now how's my feedback perfect you're good to go Okay, I have to agree completely with what Alex was saying. That's exactly what I was going to say. All right, you want to add anything else or you want me to move on? Geniuses think alike. (laughs) You can go ahead and move on because he nailed everything I was going to nail. All right, and Chaos? Uh, I think Microsoft felt like they had big balls and they had a big following. And when they pulled their cord, they saw that, hey, we can do part. what we want, and people's going to follow us. Negative. Part, that was not the case. People. Part were, of it is is it, uh, is that I feel like they got too cocky, like yeah. like Sony did after the PS2, and they're like, "Oh, you'll you'll do anything for an Xbox console, you know?" After this generation, well, we've shown once again that no, we're not just going to spend money stupidly on these consoles. We're actually, you know, going to be smart about it. It was a role you know, reversal again. It, I'm sorry. What was that, Crash? Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it was a complete role reversal again. Well, well, and and going off what Alex was saying, if that being the case, uh, Microsoft knows how much that hurts Sony. You know, coming out a year later, going with the well, we're Sony. You'll just buy us because you love us. You'll get us a second job to buy a PS3. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and it it hurt them. I don't think Microsoft wants to put themselves in that big of a hole start now. Well, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that statement yield. But um, just to answer the question before I actually go into my whole little rant here, um, I honestly believe that Microsoft went changed their policies because they were feared about the money they were losing. And they were, well, excuse me, they were going to lose. You know, everybody knows me, knows me as the Sony fanboy. I've always been pro PlayStation, and I, you know, I, I talked a lot of shit about Microsoft and the 360 and even the Xbox One, not the one that's coming out, the one that the first Xbox. Um, it, it to me, I don't think Microsoft really cares about the gamers because. I think they're in it to make money, and as their ex- as the Xbox One, the one that's coming out, proves to us 
it 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 really, they want to take over the living room. They want to integrate your cable TV. They want to integrate your your search uh, providers. Uh, excuse me, your oh, uh, what's what? I'm thinking the wrong word now. The your your search browsers. They you know they want to basically have one box in your living room, and they don't want to worry about anything. Where I saw Sony come out and say this is about the games, and to me, I don't think Microsoft really cares about gamers. They wanted to tap into that market, but still they want to push their other agendas. So, and I mean, everybody here, I, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but I wrote an article about how I think Microsoft is actually going to win this console generation because by holding on to their DRM and if somebody from like my stance to say that, I thought it was a big thing. Because I was thinking along of the dollar signs, if Microsoft can turn to publishers and developers and say, hey, look, we'll give you X amount of money to bring your game exclusive to our console, and we can guarantee you that nobody's going to buy your game used. Every time somebody buys your game, they're going to buy it new because we don't allow used game sales on our system. And... You know, just like how Microsoft throws money at Activision to hold down those map packs for Call of Duty, you know, they could do the same thing to Kojima and secure the rights for the next Metal Gear Solid and have that exclusive to the Xbox. And that would attract not only gamers to the Xbox to help them sell their consoles, which help benefits Microsoft, but Microsoft can turn around and say, okay, we're going to protect your product by not allowing used games. Here, here's where I think that your argument is – there's a hole in your argument, and that is that there are all these companies, these big companies like EA, well, any company, they want to maximize their profits. And even if they put out a game – like you're, when, when you keep your game exclusive to a console, granted you know, depending on how much money is involved from the publisher, you, you minimize your sales. You're, you're basically saying, okay, we're going to sacrifice all the sales that would happen on this other console just to keep it here. So I think that even if people you know, downloaded it on the PlayStation you know, or got it somehow for free, stole it, you'd still make that money off the, the sales – like the actual sales on the PS3. So I think that in, you know, when people are trying to maximize their profits, I think that they're going to try to get them on as many consoles as possible. No, I disagree. I fully disagree with you, Alex, and I do not see a, a hole in Tricky's concept uh, because think of it like this. NFL Sunday ticket. Who has the full rights to that to publish it out to the masses? DirecTV, isn't it? Yes. Okay. You know that they had to pay a massive amount for that license. Microsoft is doing the same with these developers and publishers. There has to be some sort of agreement where... The developers and publishers know that they're going to be making a certain amount of money if it's if it is exclusive to one console, because they are taking the risk with that. They want a guaranteed money situation. Okay, but how many? You know, that's assuming Microsoft has all this money or is willing to put out all this money. Oh, they in do. Order to, <laughs> how many? But how many? Thir- how many third-party games have they kept exclusive? How, how many have they done? Like, you know, they may have gotten a few. Multi-platform games, but you know they have the new Insomniac game, or I think there's a new correct. There's an Insomniac okay, game that okay, they're doing well, exclusively. Let's, but let's you know talk how about past games then? I mean, like look at one Gears of War and Halo. I mean, huge juggernauts, especially okay, Halo. Okay. Well, okay. Halo was developed what else, by Microsoft. 
or well, no, what actually, else do they have? Bob Bungie, and, yeah, Microsoft Publishers. So yeah, but those are only two. But in, okay, yeah. What, but in think, the five, the six-year history of the Xbox 360. But think about okay. think about this for a second, Alex. Why does Microsoft pay Activision so much money to have their DLC come out on the 360 first? Because they have dedicated servers, and their servers work. And they're not no. hacked. They're not. They're not. People aren't cheating on them because if they're cheating, they're kicked out. So you think that's why? It, that's why it's better. But I'm saying, why do you think Microsoft throws that money at Activision? It's because, because they want the... they want those games sold on the 360. Exactly, and, and they want to sell consoles. Point. But you could most only give me two. Your multiplayer is done on Xbox. You could only give me two examples of exclusives that Microsoft paid for, and that was Halo and Gears of War. That's two. Do, do I really need to give you any more? Look, and compare, by, yes, compare yes, the do, two. Because okay, Halo, then, okay. Halo well, was on the original Xbox. Okay, so that was that was last generation too. It's it's. Do I do I need to say it again? It's Halo. Dude, it, that's okay. I, look. Dude, they they paid for that exclusive before they had giant sales on Halo. So you can't say, oh, they paid all this money for Halo. When they got Halo, Halo was nothing. Yeah, now they own Halo, basically. Crash. There are t- you gave me two examples, and you're sitting it, here saying that all these exclusives are going to draw people to the Xbox what One. Do you think they're, what do you inter- think they're trying to do right now with things like Titanfall? They're doing the same thing again, Alex. One Crash, PlayStation 3 has so many more exclusives than that. Um, is there a Dark Souls two on PS three? I forget. Um, I think it is coming to the. I think it is coming to the PS. Well, I think it's coming to the PS four, not the PS three. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, now I was just wondering. But I can't remember. I think how. I think that you all see a tidal wave of exclusives for the Xbox One, and it's not going to happen because not no publisher has that kind of money to throw around at every single game to get rights. Well, Alex, uh, well, I me... think that like, if I just jump in for a second. Yeah. All right. Um, basically, Xbox One as a system is whole geared towards the casual gamers because it's trying to be an all-in-one entertainment system, not necessarily a video game system. Whereas PS4 is obviously more geared towards being a, a video game system, and these exclusives they're putting out now are trying to attract the hardcore gamers back to the system. Whereas all the other stuff that's going on with the system is kind of pushing them away, understandably. So they're trying to get them to buy their system by saying they have all these exclusives and that they get all these games that all the other systems won't. So once they get the system, obviously they're going to buy games for it, and then Microsoft wins. But I think that as time goes on, these exclusives are going to die out. See, my, my whole point and my whole argument in my article was that if Microsoft can throw that money at the developers and get those games exclusive to Xbox, their mission's accomplished because they've already gotten people to buy their console. And exactly. No, yeah, and I, I completely agree, and that's why I throw out Halo and Gears of War, because you know the install base is huge, and you can even throw Call of Duty into the mix, even though it's not an exclusive, but it's exclusive first-look DLC. And that's big, because Call of Duty is obviously the biggest juggernaut in the room where what do you think people are going to buy if they want the dlc first that they are hardcore call of duty fans well you also look at, you know. look at the sales for i think it was modern warfare 3 i think globally they sold 27 million copies and 16 17 maybe even 18 million of those 
We're on the 360. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now look at, let's see, a $15 map pack. Like, three months later. That's a lot of money in a microtransaction. Yeah, and, and you also, I mean, a lot, not a lot of people realize this, is when they did Call of Duty Elite, and they were saying that everybody in Call of Duty Elite still gonna get is gonna get the map packs for free, and they're gonna still get them. They're gonna get them even earlier. The Xbox exclusive where the DLC went to 360 also applied with Elite. So even though you were Elite and you got it before, you know the the common 360 fan base got it. The Elite 360 guys got it a month before the Elite PS3 guys. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't even realize that the exclusivity also went to Elite, and everybody said, well, I'm going to buy Elite because, you know, I'm going to get the DLC at the same time. No, it's still applied. You know, you say this, but in this, uh, there's an article written by the uh, Would You Kindly EIC, Brian, um, and there was a stat in there, a graph, that showed that the, uh, you know, despite all this Call of Duty map pack exclusivity, timed exclusivity, and this Halo and this Gears of War, guess which system sold more this generation? Uh, the, the Wii. Nope, the PlayStation Three. Oh, oh God, I thought it was between on. between between the PlayStation <laughs> and the Xbox. Well, no, oh, right, now, right now globally, 360 has still got to beat by three million. Okay, well that's not that's not what was uh, that's not what I've seen. It might be a U.S. statistic graph. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't really uh, looked at the source, but, but the, I mean, but for the still. longest time, that's where the Xbox was beaten the playstation it was in europe overall and in japan the playstation 3 is winning and then the u.s that's where the well you also gotta remember the 360 was out on the market a year before i mean if you want to talk so okay so these are exclusive they're doing you want to talk time on market really doing microsoft a great job right i to my opinion yes i mean there is no there's no denying that 360 or microsoft has the better online component and system okay uh, there's no denying that and with that is why people gravitate now if, they, if microsoft steps it up and does their exclusive drm which they now flip-flopped on i, I i'm i'm sorry i will argue until it, it's until i'm blue in the face that microsoft did this for the sole reason of buying selling consoles and by allow, and by don't going to developers and publishers and saying, listen, we'll protect your game. Okay, well here's a point that you missed. Um, pre-orders for the you know as you said, GameStop stopped selling supposedly stopped selling game uh, Xbox One pre-orders. Their stock went the Xbox or Microsoft stock went down after the Xbox One was um, announced, um, and the pre-orders for the Xbox One paled in comparison to the PS3. So you're telling me a developer is going to say, okay, you're going to give us some money to be on your system, yet your install base is going to be so much tinier than our competitors. No. I mean that that's a that's a very justifiable argument. I mean there is no yeah, but. there's no denying that the PS4 and was out pre-ordering the Xbox four to one. There, that's that's a stat, and I can't go against that stat. That that's absolutely true. Yeah, and and, and here's the other thing though, Alex. They they those decisions were made before. The price point before E3 Microsoft conference, I mean, that was all beforehand. They, they, they tried to slip past, and they got caught. It's as simple as that. 
I mean, I don't think they tried to slip past. You really can't slip that kind of thing past people, as we've seen, because giant bonfire of internet anger came. Well, I, I, I see. I think the anger really came, and now maybe this is nitpicking, but I think the anger really came when Don Matrix, uh, Don Matrix said, or whatever his name is, Look, came I, out on the interview on Game Trailers and said, if you, if you don't have internet, we have a product for you. It's called the 360. Go buy that one. That is that. a slap in the face to all gamers. I think there was a, the, the anger because for the longest time people have been arguing, okay, I can resell my car. I can resell CDs. I can resell movies. Why not games? Why is the industry putting up such a fight? Um, and I think even you know taking away the ability to play used games and sell used games, since so many people do it, you know, and through GameStop, yeah, I think that's that's what started the anger. You know, Don Matrick threw gasoline on the fire when he said that because that's a completely that guy's a douchebag. I ugh, I don't like that guy. He's 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 like a fucking frat guy. Like he's that detestable. But I think that the, the anger was already there. I think it just stoked the fire. See, and the difference between – and a lot of people use the used car market. The difference between the used car market and the video game market is the, the, the car manufacturers, they have stores to sell their used products. They're making money off their used products. These developers oh. and publishers, they don't have stores in, in the local mall saying, oh, come to the Naughty Dog store and we'll sell you used copies of Uncharted. But they already got their money when they sold it the first time. Quit being so freaking greedy. It's not being greedy, cause, and th- this is the point I'm gonna. It had to have. It had to have sold once already. So Joe Blow sold it to somebody else. If you want to be that way, then make everything digital or something. Then I mean, for crying out, don't sell this space games. But then everybody's gonna bitch about everything being digital. And then they, it, they can't stupid. sell their products. It's stupid. Then, well, yeah, why, why can't I sell CDs? Why, what about houses? I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid. It, it's a game disc. I bought it. If I don't like it, if you fooled me thinking that your game was going to be great for me, and I bought it, and it sucked, and I turn around and sell it for hat, uh, two-thirds of the price I paid for it that same day, I'm out money. You're not out money. You made money. You made your $60. So you don't get the next $55 that GameStop made it for. Got so, it for. So you're not upset. Big deal. So you're not upset if 2 million people played your game, but only a million of those, a million of those sales you got money for? No, because I made my million dollars. I'm waiting for somebody else to jump in because I don't want to. Okay, don't want all right. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in real guys. quick. I'll jump in real quick. Because now we're just jumping right into the used game um, debate. And here's the thing. It's, there, there isn't a problem with the used game industry. That's a scapegoat by developers and publishers. Because it costs way, way, way too much money by the, uh, to, to make these games, according to the developers and publishers. That's on them. They're trying to pass it on to the used game industry and to the consumers. That's wrong. It's their problem, not ours. End of story. Agreed. All right. I mean, all right. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody on this call or listeners know who Chris Palladino is. Um, but I, I invited him to come onto the show, but unfortunately he was unable to make it. <clears throat> One thing, he, he was making a lot of points. 
and I have the the chat here, so I'm gonna try to scroll through this. Um, he he was saying, uh, uh, let me get to it. Uh, he he made a point saying that Microsoft uh flip flopped on their DRM policy. What's to stop them in a year's time, or earlier or later? For them to release an update and actually turn back on the DRM after the consoles have been sold. Oh, I believe that oh, they would do that. That's yeah. Microsoft. Yeah, nothing's going to stop them. It's, it, 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 it'll be another version of the online pass. It's coming. So you think Microsoft is actually, you know, maybe they flip-flopped in the eyes of the public right now, but in a year's time, they're going to go back to what they were saying during E3? Yeah, because if you need they, to sell consoles got, right now. No, I oh, don't yeah, think so. They got their, I, I, I they think, got their people to buy it. Uh, oh, yeah. Every, I, don't every, think they can, I don't think they can do that because what about the people who don't have internet? And you essentially prevent them from playing the console that they bought. That they, If you, if Microsoft is thinking about doing this sneakily, they can't because they, you know, people who buy the game that don't have internet, they didn't agree to that. Well, so they can just go to court and say they're preventing me from playing a yeah. game by adding well, in a feature on, they didn't describe no, 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 to me no. when we if bought it. If they, did, if they yeah, bought but, an Xbox One and don't have internet, then they can't play the Xbox One. Right, because you got to remember, the, the DRM is going to be fixed. They're, what they flip-flopped on is going to be a day one patch to the Xbox One. At, no, at, you at, have you have to be hooked up to the internet to play the Xbox One, or your Xbox One's a paperweight. No, 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 no. They, they're saying, taking that out, Yield. No, what That's, I'm saying... Oh, they're taking, what I'm taking saying, that out? What I'm saying is their policy right now is that you have to be online once every 24 hours to validate your game. Day one, when the, everybody comes home with the Xbox One, they're going to release a software update for the Xbox One that takes that out of the system. So everybody that buys an Xbox One has to do a system update. Day oh, one, uh, and that's the way uh, to take that out. <coughs> Here's the fact. If they don't have internet, they cannot get that update. So their Xbox One is going back to what they were saying during E3. They'll never get the update. Well, Stop the no DR. Well, well, well maybe the, the original. Be, won't the update be on the disc? That's what Sony does. We that's not confirmed, but that is a possibility. I mean, Sony. If you don't have internet when you buy a new game, the newest firmware update is on that disc. That is true. I mean, is Microsoft this monumentally stupid to do this and prevent people who don't have internet from buying their freaking console? Yeah. 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 If you don't like it, go to three C. That's that. That's what he said. If you don't like it. Because <laughs> a lot of people were saying, and, and they were saying, like, what about all of our soldiers that are across seas that don't have internet action uh, access that want to play games and uh, that they can't get these updates? They can't check in every 24 hours. Their, their system's going to be a brick. And he's like, well, we have a console for that. It's called the 360. Man, that's like I have a friend who had who owns his own used game store, right? He is such an Xbox fanboy. I'm like, dude, do you not? This is before they came out with that new announcement. I'm like, dude, don't you know that Microsoft is taking money out of your pocket? Why you sitting up there just all lovey-dovey on Xbox and just straight dissing PlayStation? I'm like, at least you can still make money off PS4 games. But when that announcement came yesterday, 
Only way I knew about it was him. He called me the minute <laughs> he found out. So I'm like, yeah, feel that. Feel that. I'm like, dude, they, what you fell to realize, they can still turn that on two, three, four, five years on down in the system cycle. Go ahead. Drink all that Xbox jism up. <laughs> I feel like the uh, the 24-hour DRM would be solved if, like, say people didn't want to use the online capability. Uh, the, the problem with the 24 hours thing, uh, just basically not uh, putting their disc to the hard drive, which well, no, um, I was reading. no, the Xbox what? One, every game has to be installed on the hard drive. Every game, oh. every game, yes. Xbox One has to be installed on the hard drive. Huh. Why don't they give you a disc? They do, yeah. but you, the, it has to be the disc installs it into the hard drive. Yeah, no, I just it, it doesn't make sense if they give you the disc and you can't. I mean, you're gonna have to bring your uh, gamer no. Once you, no, once you do it, once you do it, apparently, once you do it, it downloads it onto the cloud, and anywhere, any Xbox you log into, you can play the full game. So yeah, so I don't understand why they don't just do digital. Well, here, here's my question, and maybe, uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding this because you can't cut out, you can't cut out a disc-based sales yet because they still need the stores sell their consoles and if but you cut out right. disc-based sales then why do they want to sell your console but here's my question if you go into the store and you buy an xbox one disc you go home you have to install that onto your hard drive does that mean that this is i no longer need it i can now play my game with never putting the disc back in the system no you yeah yes. you don't need a disc anymore so I, not anymore not anymore now you, you need spent, it you spent, you spent need 60 dollars for a shiny coaster no, well, no, yeah. no, no. All that stuff went away, guys. Now you need it because they rolled back all that stuff. You need it. It's just like it was before. You need it. But no, what? Uh, I'm sorry, Crash. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but it's my understanding. All they did was lift, lift the restriction of being able to sell and trade your games. They didn't change the fact that the game still has to be installed. Huh. You, you need the disc. You need the disc. That 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 is everything that I've read today. As far it, it was basically just putting it back the way it was. That's the way I've understood it. Okay, I well I'm gonna go with you because I'm gonna believe what you're saying because I haven't heard anything contrary. But I thought the only thing they reversed today was the ability. They said now you can actually sell and trade your games with no restrictions. Now I mean, but even even if you did have to install the game. And it became a shiny coaster. Well, to play the game, you'd still need the disc in there because you're basically removing digital DRM. So you have to have the disc in there to play the game. So that's why you have to have the disc. Wait, with the new way or the old way? Uh, the the, the old way. way. You have to have the, the disc in there. With the, with the new way that they wanted to go was you had to install it and then the 24-hour check-in. Yeah. You remember the good old days when you can just put a cartridge in your NES? That's what I'm talking about. And the worst problem you have to do is blow into it for a little bit, and then the problem's fixed. Well, yeah, and, and, and I'm going to add something to that. DRM is coming, everybody. You already see it with Steam. Steam was the first through the door. A lot of people were pissed off about it for a long time. Here's the thing, though. Xbox tried to do it without proving anything in the first place. If you've read that Gizmodo, Gizmodo article from uh, just the other day, they said, oh, well, now you just pretty much uh, blew all the chances for uh, cheaper digital downloads. 
Well, I'm sorry, but uh, I really don't believe that coming out of Microsoft's mouths or uh, somebody that was probably paid by Microsoft to write that piece of shit Gizmodo article. Because here's the thing. I'm looking at a, a digital download copy by Microsoft right now for Modern Warfare 3 for $60. It's $40 right now if you buy it on the PS3 digital download. And I believe it's thirty. Yeah, forty dollars again if you buy it from GameStop brand new. If you are going to do all these extreme measures with DRM, it needs to be across the board, and you need to prove it beforehand with your previous console that digital downloads are going to be cheaper. If you can't fucking do that, people are going to call bullshit. Simple hey, as question. that. I'm going to cut you off, but I'm not familiar with Steam. But if I buy a game on Steam. Do I have to pay a online fee just to play it online? No, because no. you're buying it. You're basically anything you buy on the Steam, you're you're basically buying it new. So there's no need for an online pass. Hey, you're thinking same- more of like MMOs or something like that. You have to pay to be online. Okay. Buy, buying like, Steam. I'm just, I'm just, just, I'm just saying that yeah. I wouldn't mind the DRM if it was like Steam. Then. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm paying for the game and I'm done. I don't have to pay no fee to play my game online. Exactly, and, I, and that's the thing. Steam, it wasn't great at first when they implemented all this stuff, but they made it work. Somebody proved that it was a that they were able to make it work. Why couldn't Microsoft do the same? Why couldn't they be like, all right, Xbox 360 digital download copies? Because you know, the whole time towards the end of the console cycle, they were preparing for this whole DRM bullshit. All right, start proving it though. Instead of saying, "Oh, we promise that all this stuff is going to be cheaper, and you can trade digital copies and da 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 resell digital copies," no, you got you got to prove it beforehand, especially been, when another platform has already proved it. We've been hearing for years that digital games should be cheaper because there's no middleman; it's direct 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 delivery to between the companies and the consumers, and because no there's discs. no disc involved, there's no delivery, there's no gas involved in the delivery of a disc. And yet and no here we are. Here we are, and the games are still, you know, just as much on digital download services day one. Yeah, but that's like not getting taxed on digital downloads. The government's just just like, fuck you. No, you're gonna get taxed. It's it, it basically it's just gonna happen anyway. It's, well, it's, it's not, not gonna it's, go down. It's not just that. I mean, when you have when you buy a disc for sixty bucks, you can sell it for like what? Maybe if it's a year later or something, like twenty bucks, ten bucks, whatever. If you have a digital copy, you, nothing. You can't sell it for anything. It should be cheaper. Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. It should be cheaper, and, and also like things with like Steam. You have Steam sales, which are amazing, and that's why a lot of PC gamers have like two hundred games on their Steam accounts and have only played maybe twenty of them. And you can buy a game for a buck. Yeah, forty-nine cents. And and brand new games, brand new, third-party, high exclusive. IPs are going for what fifty bucks day one, ten bucks cheaper. All right, uh, I, I want to take this back for one second because uh, we kind of like drifted off the point here a little bit. Going back, uh, one of the things I made, uh, one of the statements I made in my article, and one of the points I made was how EA decided they wanted to take away their online passes, and they were going to say we're no longer going to ask for online passes. And my argument at that point was that EA did that because they knew that they were going to be protected by Microsoft. And a lot of people like no, a lot of people like no 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 that's not true. But yet mm-hmm. I saw a story today about how EA came out 
and had to put a press release out saying, uh, no, we're not going to go back to online passes just because Microsoft decided to do no DRM. My, my question to you is, why would EA have to make a statement like that if they were not being protected by Microsoft? They, well, then why would they release their games on Sony then? Because they knew, well, they had to do it. They had yeah. to do it because it, it's as simple as this. They have to revert back to how everything was before, just like Microsoft had to. Because if they would have moved forward and Microsoft wouldn't have had this huge blowback, EA would have continued on with it. And every other publisher that had to deal with Microsoft. Because if they can get one console manufacturer to get in with and make more money, they're going to take one over none. See, my whole point to this argument is let, let everybody on the panel right here. Let's say you make a game and Microsoft comes out to you and says, we're going to give you one million dollars to keep your game on our system and not send it to the PC, not send it to the Wii U, not send it to the PS4. We're going to give you a million dollars to keep it exclusive and we're going to protect your game. You're telling me that you guys would not say, OK, how many games am I going to sell on the PS4 or the Wii U? Is it going to add up to a million dollars in profit? Because you also got to remember, when you pay $60 for that game, the publisher and the developer, they're getting minor amount of money. We're talking like 2 $3 a game sold. So that means you would have to sell a million copies just on another console. That, that's actually retailer. That's retailer profit, 2 3 bucks. How, well, how much are the developers and the publishers getting? A lot more than that. You think so? Because I thought, oh, yeah, like, definitely. I mean, I'm sorry, not the not the publisher, the developer. Because I thought the publisher really takes the the lion's share of the profits. Uh, pro- most likely, and the developer will probably get a, a probably prob- I believe gets a secondary amount of that. But still, it's more than a, a local retailer would make off a brand new copy. Like your Best Buy or your Target or Kmart is only going to get like two three bucks profit. Okay, so my point being, I mean, if if Microsoft came to you and said we're going to give you a million dollars to keep this exclusive, you're telling me you wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, it it depends. I think that you're obviously each um, developer has to do the math. But I mean, you said that that they would have to sell a million copies on the opposite console. That's figuring that each developer gets a dollar per unit sold of their game, which I don't think that's right. Well, I mean, Crash just corrected me, but I I mean, hey, hey well, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not a you know analyst or anything, but, but they they, but they might make the going, same amount. You know? They're going to make more than a dollar off their game. I don't know. Cliffy B rolling around in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Scrooge McDuck bolt. <laughs> okay. But I, all right. Well, we, we've been recording for a while now. Um, just let me get, let me get some closing thoughts into uh, what we're doing so we can close out the show. Uh, with everything that's going on, you know, especially, I guess the way I want to phrase this is, with Microsoft's flip-flop, do you, has it changed your opinion on what it was before of buying the Xbox One? Because if you were going to buy an Xbox One, did it change your opinion? Did, or if you were not going to buy one, does it now change your opinion saying, yeah, I will buy one? Let's just go uh, one in, as I call it your name, just, you know, say if you were going to buy one and what they announced, does it change your opinion? Crash. Get rid of Connect and then I'll buy one. Get rid of the Connect and then you'll buy one. I I don't want it. Why, why, why do I why do I have to have that bundled in there when oh, you know? Uh, 
I'll, I'll, Sorry. That, that they were sending it out mainly just because they need um, you have to look at it like this people with Xbox 360s like one third of the uh, one third of the population maybe has the connect right and so they're trying to tell developers that yeah you need to make games for the connect um, everyone will have it this time so I mean you, when you when you have just one third population of the Xbox you're your whole thing is limited just by that. All right. That's the reason. It's still forcing a peripheral on me that I don't want, so... Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying. That's no, no, no. I understand where you're coming from, but uh, it's it's not going to change my mind. I like the price point of the PS3 right now. Uh, the only sure. thing that I'm going to miss is uh, most of my friends are on Xbox Live, and that's going to kind of suck that I can't play a lot of these games coming up, like The Division <laughs> with them, you know? <clears throat> I thought Alex, the division Alex, was going. I still love you. I, I, I'll be. I'll, you can play the division with me. Fuck everyone else. We, we will. We're gonna. We I will. We're gonna fuck everybody else. Tell them to keep rocks. No, it's 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 multi-platform. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm PS4 right now. A lot of things need to change with the Xbox One still before I actually put money out for that. All right, yield. Oh hell no. So you were not gonna buy one, and it hasn't changed your opinion. No, uh, no, I'm I'm a Sony guy through and through, and there's just you can't trust Microsoft. Who's to say, like like we've said, who's to say in a couple of years if they just decide, uh, no, we're gonna go back to this or we're gonna do something else? No, they have never been for the consumer, so no. All right, Lou. Um, well, to be honest, I know this is a little dangerous to say here on anything improving gamer but i'm a bit of a microsoft fanboy but i was i was this one when it first was announced and all that i i was actually probably not going to get it but now that they take back the 24 hour thing and all that kind of stuff i i think i'm going to get it now but i'm used to having terrible dorm connections and unreliable internet and all that so now that that's gone, I it, I feel much more comfortable with it. All right, and you don't have a fear that they may institute this in a year's time or two years' time? No, I don't, because you saw the big fallout they got announcing on E3. Now if they try to sneak that in now, can you imagine the fallout they'd get? Just stock price and all that with Microsoft would be terrible. All right, Alex? It uh, doesn't change anything to me. For me, I was not going to buy the Xbox One in the first place. I haven't owned an xbox console um i don't hate microsoft or anything like that it's just i i don't see the need um nor do i have the money to support two consoles and uh i just appreciate i like the ps3 developers more uh naughty dog uh sucker punch um i just and all their big indie push uh that's on psn i i just really like the games that are on PlayStation or the series the the ips so i've you know i've decided that i'm gonna be and like crash said i think uh sony got the price right you know Three hundred ninety-nine dollars is very for a new console is very very. Um, I like it a lot. So um, price is right for me. Um, the games, um, the studios that Sony has, I'm yeah. So I'm just I'm doesn't change anything for me at all. All right, chaos. Microsoft only changed its policies because of Sony, not because of gamers. That was an apology, and that was them saying they surrendered. From the get-go, I was not going to get an Xbox One. After they changed, I'm not getting the Xbox One. I love my PS Plus. I get free games every month. It pays mm-hmm. for itself. Well, you're going to get free games on Xbox Live now. Yeah. Man, I don't care. They're doing that oh. shit because Sony doing that shit. 
hold on, hold on, we're gonna get to you in a second. Uh, Brat, what about you? Are you gonna get one? And and if does it change your mind now? No, and it doesn't. I'm a Sony fan. Good girl, Larry. <laughs> okay. Um, Here we go. When I read a couple of articles and really uh, tried to understand what they were doing with the DRM, I really fell in love with the, if you go to your friend's house with Xbox Live Gold and then, um, no, 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 if they have Xbox Live Gold and you go over with the silver, you automatically have Xbox uh, Gold, which was, uh, that's, that's crazy, because I hate not having Xbox Gold sometimes. Anyway, um, I was all for the, uh, the, um, the whole DRM thing, because within the 10 friends thing, that whole thing, uh, that was great. The DLC oh, we, that you got from friends. Was, what? I said, we forgot to bring that up. Go ahead. I'm yeah. The, the, uh, the DLC thing, like I have a friend, Kyle. Um, I, I recently just started playing uh, Dark Souls and I loved it. I love that game to death. Anyway, so I recently put it onto the cloud from his and then I went to play it at my house and lo and behold, I don't have the DLC that I haven't played yet, so I can't play the game. And I have no money, so I can't just buy the DLC and continue playing. So that would fix things like that, which is fantastic. Um, plus the, uh, the the OnePlus, where you get everything that your friend gets, which I'm not going to say names, but I would probably try to, you know, stick it to Luke a little bit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, the moment I put my headset down, you talk about me. <laughs> Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Just, just remember, <laughs> though. Just remember, though. That's only for an hour. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, 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 I mean, I didn't look too far into it. But um, I, I'm i going to miss it, honestly. I was for the DRM stuff because um, I, I know that with the pricing, I know that PS3 and Xbox are probably going to come out with two versions of the system, just like we, And uh, they're going to have one that's cheaper and one that's pricier. And, you know, PS3 probably just came out with their cheapest one just to load it in the... Uh, going second but um i was for it and i'm still for it because i can't do without uh xbox live multiplayer that community is way way easier than pc all right and uh as far as me uh, i went into e3 saying that i was going to think about buying one um but with all the news and whatnot and the flip-flopping i i just i can't trust microsoft enough to actually put down 500 dollars for their console so I'm not going to get it, and yeah, with everything that's happened on, you know, even the flip-flop, even if they stayed with the no, the no DRM, I probably wasn't going to buy it, but now that they went to no DRM, and the way they're flip-flopping, I just, I can't trust them, so I don't want to, but uh, Crash, before we started recording, you actually sent us a link to uh, NeoGAF, can you explain what that was about real quick? Well, I mean, basically, the the whole family sharing plan is almost like a like a time trial, uh, and it's it's been going around today, where it, it it would be like anywhere between fifteen minutes to thirty minutes to forty five minutes to an hour, for that for that family shared plan or friend shared plan. So really, with that DRM and that whole shared digital copy thing, I mean, what is it really doing? I mean. Aren't we already getting, you know, demos and stuff like that on each console? So, I I really don't see a point in it, and I don't I don't see a major loss with with that going away. All right, uh, I, I'm trying to transition. 
transition into this. Uh, basically, uh, what it says is when your family member accesses any of your games, they're placed into a special demo mode. This demo mode, in most cases, would be the full game with 15 to 45-minute timer, in some cases an hour. When the time limit was up, they would be automatically prompted to the marketplace in order to buy the game if they liked it. The difference between the family sharing and the typical store demo is that your progress will be saved as if it was a full game, and the data that was installed for the share game doesn't need to be erased when they purchase the full game. And one of the comments, I forget who made it before we actually said, this actually sounds like the game trials on PlayStation Plus. So, That'd be me. Uh, deep riding again. Say again? I said, they go Microsoft deep riding again. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that's, tell me that's the name of this episode, Microsoft dick riding again. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> no, it needs to be. I, I, I will put that in uh, parentheses. Because that is the greatest thing I've heard today. All right, well, that is, that is going to bring us to the end of this show. I want to thank everybody for showing up. Uh, Crash, Yield, Lou, Alex, Chaos, Brett, and Larry. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Hopefully we can get together and discuss another topic like this. Well, maybe not controversial at this time. Maybe next one would be a little lighthearted. And maybe we can actually get Brett to speak a little bit in the next episode, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So I want to thank you listeners for listening. And, uh, yeah, leave your feedback in the comments below and let us know what you think. And if you have an idea for our next spoilers, leave it there also, and maybe we can get together and have another show like this. Thank you, listeners, for staying us with us this long. Uh, Everybody, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Peace. Later. See ya. Woo!